The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed owners. Sit back and grab a cup of coffee or tea as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold or forgotten. Another episode of Untold History Revealed starts now. Hi gang, and welcome to another episode of Untold History Revealed. I am your host, Sean Donnelly. And I'm your co-host, Marianne Donnelly. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about who we are, what we do, and what this is all about. Uh, We are the owners of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours and PanicD.com. And Marianne and I, we do a lot of research, uh, whether it's something for the paranormal or putting stuff together for our several different blog posts and social media and stuff like that. And we... We do a little travels across our great nation here and collect a lot of research about history and stuff. So we decided uh, as a hobby, which it's starting to become, I mean, are you, are you getting bored with it? No. I think we're on episode like 407, no, No. we're on episode what, 13? I think it's 13. So 13 weeks we've been doing this. You still having a good time? Sure. I like going over historical things. Well, we're going to keep on doing this every Wednesday at 9 o'clock, Wes, because it's a hobby, as long as we're having fun. So uh, we'd have more fun if we hear back from you guys. (laughs) Uh, Seems like we're just talking to nobody. It's like we're doing an EVP session or something here. That's all right. I I look at it more as like (sighs) I'm talking to you. I'll do? Yeah. So is that how I should do? Yeah. Yeah, talk to me. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. Because that's how, really, this really started. We would find stuff out and we'd tell each other tidbits. And we're like, did you know this? Did you hear this? (laughs) Guess what I just read on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Or it didn't have to be Facebook necessarily. But when we would do research for different places, say, hey, did you know this? Did you? Guess what I just found out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on this one, we're going to get a little bit morbid. So I'm going to put out a a little warning ahead of time. Yeah, and we actually had a a person who asked for more of that. Yes, we did. That was one of the comments. It was. So this is going to be a little bit... Kind of for the guests. Yeah, yes, (laughs) because we're going to get a little bit morbid here. We're going to be talking about body parts. Haven't quite come up with a title yet. Wish we did for the this but we will when we post it but uh before it goes out at nine o'clock (laughs) missing body parts or body parts that weren't with the body or something i don't know but i don't like missing because they're not actually missing we know where they are disembodied body parts i don't know (laughs) they're just you know example in a previous podcast we talked about general general sickle's leg Right. He wanted to keep the leg. Right. And where is it at? It's not with his body now. Right. And uh, same thing with Lizzie Borden's mom, uh, stepmom and dad. Yeah. And their head. heads were removed from their bodies. We know that they're now buried with them on top of their bodies. But, but not in the not casket in with the, casket. the body. Right. They were removed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. And we have yeah. some examples yeah. to share with you. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about... Um, uh, Kennedy's brain, which is... We're not? No, because Kennedy's brain was removed, but we don't know where it's at. 
it so is that makes messy? it different. That makes it different. Yeah. Well, I thought we were going to talk about Kennedy's brain. They don't know where it is, folks. They don't know where it is. Guess what? John so F. Kennedy's kinda, brain is missing. It is. But see, it kind of doesn't really go with our theme, because we know where all these other body parts are. Later down the road, I want to get into the conspiracies and stuff with JFK, and that is one of them. Why is it missing? Okay. Well, but it doesn't go with There's stories today. that they think that somebody snuck it back to the grave and buried it and things like That's that. That's a but. story, but it has not been verified. True. Okay. It's still missing. But there's another brain that we could talk about. There's lots of brains. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, and that is of Einstein. Yes. His brain is not with his body either. It is not. Do True. you remember the, the details of that? Yeah, Einstein's brain is not with his body. And guess what? His eyeballs aren't either. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, this guy, um, what was his name? Thomas Harvey. Yeah. He's the one that performed the autopsy on Einstein. Yes. And he thought, well, I'm just going to take it a step further and I want to study the brain more on my own. Yeah, because if you haven't listened to all of our podcasts, one of the parts of an autopsy is the removal of organs, examination of them, weighing them looking for any abnormalities within them. And so uh, he definitely did this, the basics, with the brain, but then he decided he wanted to do it a little bit more. Yeah, he's just going to keep it. Yeah, and he did. (laughs) Plus he took his eyes and gave them to a colleague. So here you go, here's Einstein's eyeballs. Yeah. I think he had them on them like on earrings or something. Oh, gosh. Here you go. Oh, my goodness. Well, he did kind of lose his job for this. Yeah. I can't imagine why, but uh, he did. But he did uh, He did some uh, quite interesting research on Einstein's brain, by the way. He, like, sliced it and photographed it and found out that there was actually some, I don't want to say deformities, but there was some differences There's in Einstein's abnormalities. brain than from an average person, which could explain why the guy was so intelligent. Right. Yeah. Do you remember what they were since you're the science person and can explain them? Well... There's something that was missing, right? He, he had a larger parietal lobe than most normal people do, um, and that kind of led to his some of his different thinkings and he, it that's was right he, something he like, visualized things he was able to visualize uh thinking pictures or something like that mm-hmm. which was an ability that is kind of hard for some people although i talked to a lot of people in the in the tech fields like well i'm more of a visual hands-on person um than being whatever we won't go there but uh, I'm more of a visual person. Well, guess what? So was Einstein. But, uh, yeah, and and this brain is actually at the, uh, what was the name of that museum? Oh, the Mutter Museum? Mutter Museum. I remember we saw it there when we were Yeah, we did. We got to see it. I'm like, oh, my God, there's, there's Einstein's brain. Yeah, uh, it's the only place where, you know, you can actually look at Einstein's brain. So if you're in Philadelphia... Absolutely. Stop by the Mutter Museum, yeah. and you can see Einstein's brain. It's on display. Yeah. 
it, they have a lot of cool stuff there. I I kind of love and hate the place at the same time. I love the place because of the the cool things that are there and just the unbelievable things that are there. I know. When we were there, you, like, disappeared. I'm like, where's she at? Well, she was going to, like, each individual thing. Going, oh. <laughs> but at the same time, I have this hate relationship with it, too, because you're not allowed to take any pictures there. So there's all these, like, fantastic pieces there. And, and I have no record of ever seeing them, you know? Like, only in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, his brain is there, uh, slices of it anyway are on display. Uh, but, you know, Harvey actually kept this thing for like 20 years at his house. <laughs> I think Before it was, it was... wasn't it his, uh, uh, yeah. Harvey decided to call it a day and stash the brain bits away in his home for another 20 years. You read that? <laughs> because, you know, uh, that's just what you do with the human brain. <laughs> Some of these things are hilarious. But uh, how it got from Harvey to the Mutter Museum, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to make the assumption that um, his family like donated it or something like that. Yeah, for some reason, yeah, it, it leaves... It leaves the Harvey family. But other other brains are also at the Mutter Museum that are pretty cool. Um, there's the a piece of the brain of a guy named Charles Gateau. And I'm sure you guys have all heard of him, right? I haven't. Yes, you have. I He's have? the assassin of James Garfield, one of our other presidents. Oh, okay. I probably... Like killed his name because I'm not really that good at that kind of stuff. But um, Charles Gateau's uh, brain slices sections are there as well, and uh, some others. You know, I mean, there there's tons. There's a whole section on brains there, uh, but these are just kind of really cool to me. You know, what makes them different than the other people? So, do you want me to say some other things that are, you, they can find at the Mutter Museum? Well, before we started recording this, we were going to talk about the Mutter Museum after break, but it seems like we already delved into it, so keep well, on going. Well, you know, we kind of have to delve into <laughs> it with, when you bring up the, you know, the brain <coughs> of Einstein, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, other things that you can find there, uh, you also have um, a piece of tissue from John Wilkes Booth. Uh, it was from his thorax. They kind of took some samples uh, from him. Uh, and, of course, we know he's the assassin of... Abraham Lincoln. Absolutely. I don't remember seeing that, though. I would have went crazy over seeing that. Yeah. But I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing it either, but it is listed as The place as one isn't really items. that big, but there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. It, it, and it's kind of interesting how it's set up, too. I mean, you go down two like floors, this. Two floors, yeah. two floors. And yeah. Catacombs. and Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. There's a whole wall of skulls. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember getting the point. Honey, I'll be outside. <laughs> I'm like, but dear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have all kinds of things. I mean, they have conjoined twin things. They have um, just... 
unbelievable things that you would never expect to be there. And where it's located, it's like weird. It's just off the wall. In the middle of nowhere. Parking was not that easy. No, not at all. You have to park at a like we paid actually, thing across. Like Yeah, we knew it was there and had to go find it. It yeah. wasn't like... Okay, so this isn't about the Mudder Museum. It's about body parts, but... But the Mudder Museum is full of body parts. Body parts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and another item that it has is another one that kind of leads to some controversy in United States politics. Do tell. Um, we had this guy who is one of our presidents, Grover Cleveland. You guys remember him? Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually had a tumor that he noticed during his second um, term as president. And he had it removed, and it's now found at the Mutter Museum. But how he had it removed was That's the interesting story. That's the interesting story. Um, and I, I'm excited that I actually got to see this. When I was at the Modern Museum, I got, got to, to see, see this the tumor? too. Yeah, I had, I knew before I went there that this tumor existed. Was that on the mysteries? At it the was. Museum a, yeah, I think like it that. was. Yeah. It, I think it might have been. I love that channel, by the way, or that show. But I was like, oh my gosh, there it is! I, I knew this thing existed, and it was really awesome to see. Uh, but the, the biggest part of it was that they they kept it a secret from the American public. Yeah, they covered it It was up. a big cover-up. I think, basically, um, he, was, he was going out on a boat on a fishing trip or something like that. Yeah. Well, that was the... That was the that way was the that cover up. that was the cover up. That was the cover story. And they did the dental surgery on the right on a yacht. On a boat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, in 1893, he is now in his second term in office. Things aren't really that great for the country as far as like money and things. Uh, he's noticed this tumor, this this lump that he sort of found in his mouth. And he's like, let's get this checked out. And his doctor's like, yeah, it's cancer. And so he was afraid that if he let that be known, it would devastate Wall Street Mm -hmm. and send everything, send the country into panic and everything would just tank. And so he said, let's secretly remove it because his doctor's like we got to get this thing out now you know the sooner the better and he's like let's do it secretly and so they devised this little secret fishing trip um he was supposed he was supposed to announce that he was going to take a fishing trip on a friend's yacht the yacht was the oneida and it was a four-day fishing trip where he was supposed to travel from new york to his summer home in cape cod and along the way, they sort of smuggled six surgeons on board. Wow, it's pretty serious. And they performed this surgery. On the wavy ocean. On the wavy <laughs> Yeah. Now, you said it's pretty serious. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal technically, but they're doing it on the, on the yeah. water I in guess, a yacht. Well, I guess back then it was pretty serious. 
Yeah. Because um, normally back then to fix problems, they just hacked it off. But this is a tumor inside the mouth. Yes. What are they going to do? Hack off his face? And, yeah. yeah. So they did remove quite a bit, though. Um, but it amazes me that they were able to do that surgery while they're on a moving yacht. Yeah. And, you know, nobody knew. Kind of tricky. Yeah. But they did uh, use ether and kind of used that as an anesthetic. And it took about 90 minutes to complete the surgery. And in this surgery, they removed the tumor, but also five of his teeth and a portion of his left jaw, his upper left jaw. So that was pretty, I mean, everybody's going to see him. Obviously, you're going to see some differences in his face. So they say that his large mustache actually helped to conceal Really? That, Covered that up? Yeah, that he had those missing parts of his body now. Uh, but they did extract it all and took care of it, and he was fine. Um, there wasn't too much uh, that they noticed. You know, his mustache, as I said, pretty much kept it so people didn't notice I just find it amazing that they were able to do it. I mean, literally in the middle of the water, doing the surgery, yeah. it's secret. What if they would have had a problem and, God forbid, he, you know, die in the surgery? They're like, he was fishing. Yeah. What happened, you know? Pretty bad fishing trip. Um, yeah, I don't know what they would have done if the surgery would have gone bad. Uh, but fortunately, it went well. Now, was his the piece of the jaw there? Mother? Yeah. Was yeah. it really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, that. it's was in the jar. Um, I want to say you were like on my right. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. But it's in a jar there, and you can see it. It's It doesn't look like much until you get like up close on it. And then you're like, so maybe we should call this body parts on display. Maybe. Maybe. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, but there's a couple other ones I don't know if they're on display yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, well, they managed to do this and, and to keep this surgery secret uh, for a little while. And then one of the yeah, surgeons... Yeah, how did it get to the Modern Museum? Well, one Who of... Who kept it? The surgeons? Yeah. Uh, Put it in a little baggie. Guess what I got on my fishing trip? I got a well, piece of the president's jaw and a tumor. They... What did you use for bait? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um <coughs> Oh goodness! Uh, but one of one of the doctors, William Williams Keene, um, eventually came forward and mentioned that they had done this. Did pay him off enough? I guess not. Uh, and <sighs> he was not happy that who's he? Uh, the president. Oh, I can imagine. He was not happy, and he actually probably went, went U.S.O.P. I was four days on this boat. Yeah, he. Didn't you got to talk. <laughs> he went to, you know, he meaning William Williams Keene, uh, eventually went and talked to a reporter named E.J. Edwards. Who oh, there you published, go. So he talked to a reporter. Yeah, he published the story about the surgery, and um, he, he, the president, actually tried to discredit Edwards for 
coming out with this. It. He definitely denied it, and he tried to say that it was wrong and everything. Well, how, how can he try to deny it when the the pieces are are like somewhere because they showed up in the Mutter Museum? Somebody had to have the pieces. Yeah, that True. didn't happen. Well, yeah, it did. Here's your <laughs> here tumor right here. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oh know. man! I told you, folks. I gave you a warning. It's going to get sick. It's going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, he uh, he did try to have a smear campaign and try to discredit him, and uh, nobody really believed him. And he actually did. Uh, nobody believed who? The president or the 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 reporter. And he was disgraced, and he was dismissed from the journalism field, yeah. Even though these pieces existed. Right, but they say that if it wasn't for William Williams Keene eventually coming forward and saying, yeah, I I saw it, I was part of it, yeah, he would never, his story would have just disappeared into history, and he would have continued to be disgraced, but... um, Turns out they... He was exonerated he was exonerated. When showed up. Yeah. But the president never did admit to it that, that it happened in his lifetime. He never did admit to it. Although he did kind of write to somebody once um, and, and kind of uh, tell him, you know, well, maybe it kind of happened. Uh, it says um, in this article that I had read once... Uh, that the surgery uh, confession was basically in a letter that said, the report you saw regarding my health resulted from a most astonishing breach of professional duty on the part of a medical man. I tell you this in strict confidence, for the policy here has been to deny and discredit this story. But he didn't say... Yeah. Yes, it's true. He just said, you've heard this story, and it came from a breach. It It came from a breach from this medical person, and our policy is to deny it. That's pretty much as close as he came to admitting in his lifetime that it happened. But it did, and you can see it at the Mutter Museum. All right, I got another little quick one here, and then we'll take a break. And this one, I'm... Warning, warning, warning. Okay, oh, so this is going to get a little sick. All right, this is a true story, okay? This was in uh, 2014. Oh, this is a newbie. Yeah, this is a newbie. Um, this man, he slips and breaks his leg, okay? And uh, he had problems with it for two years, so he decided he was going to have it amputated, okay? Okay. Like it never healed right or something like that. And this guy, this guy was in, uh, he's Dutch, so, you know, a foreigner of the United States. But anyways, um, he decided that he was going to take his amputated leg and have a lamp made of it. Like that movie, you know, the Christmas story. He's going to take this lamp and sell it on eBay for $128,000. Okay. To get the money to have a... Uh, a bionic leg made for him. You know, that's okay. what he's going to use the money for. Here's the problem. Selling body parts on eBay is against their user policy. <laughs> <laughs> so eBay, you know, 
kicked him off of eBay, so he was looking for other ways to sell his lamp leg, which is, you know, they actually made a lamp out of the leg. There's some sick would, people uh, out there. I would buy it. it I know not, you would buy but it. But not for $128,000. I mean, maybe 500 bucks. <laughs> I I don't have $128,000 to give him. But Dude, I'll <laughs> buy your leg. Uh, will you take 500? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been known to offer five hundred bucks for odd things like that, right? I know you have. We're we have a whole room full of them. <laughs> but you know, um, so he, eBay wouldn't let him sell it. Oh no, eBay kicked them off because it's against their policy to sh- to sell body parts on eBay. <laughs> I, I to to be honest, I think it's amusing that they <coughs> so actually have, have a to policy. Read that fine print when you go and sign up for these things, you know, in that fine print, it probably says not encouraged to sell body parts <laughs> as an eBay auction. I, I can't believe that they actually had a policy against that. Like, well, think about it. People need money. Hey, I got an extra kidney. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I all right. I could okay. I can see that now. All right. I was looking at it differently, but okay, I could see black market for that now. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. But you're right though. They had to write the policy because of something. Yeah. You know, either they thought of it or somebody tried it before. All right, so let's take a, a short break and let people kind of go get some I got to find out if he actually ended up selling it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Mark your calendars, close your doors, and turn off all the lights. As twice a month, BTE Radio brings you a new episode of The Haunted Spotlight. Sean and Marianne Donnelly of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours dig deep into the archives of the Panic D database and take you inside a different location with each new episode. Learn the rich history and hear the paranormal claims of some of the most infamous and unsuspecting locations from around the country. Ever wonder what roams the property or lurks behind those closed doors? Curious about the true history of that creepy house that sits down the street? Want to know what evidence a paranormal investigation group may have captured? Then find out every other Sunday and tune in to BTE Radio for another chilling episode of The Haunted Spotlight, if you dare. (laughs) Okay, we are back and we are talking about a little bit of a morbid topic about... uh, Body parts that are no longer with their host, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I guess this next one, I guess, is not as morbid, um, but no, kind of dispel a little bit of history about uh, our, our first president mm-hmm. with the wooden teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done some research into this. Do you want to go ahead and take this one on? Sure. Um, George Washington has always been known to, throughout history, have had wooden teeth. And that's actually quite a fallacy. Um, He did have 
a lot of false teeth, but they were not wooden. Um, in fact, when he was in his 20s, he started to have problems with his teeth and uh, started, you know, having decay and tooth loss and things like that. And you think that he wouldn't with as much whiskey as he drank. He was a big-time whiskey drinker. Uh, yeah, but there's also other things that kind of can cause that. You know, there were some disease-type things that were, could could have been in play. But in any case, he did lose all of his teeth eventually. Um, but one of his teeth, we actually know right where it's at. And it's not with his body. Uh, and then we have uh, some of his sets of false teeth that we know where they are. So I'm just going to give a little bit of information about those, if that's all right. Okay, go ahead. What are you doing? Are you snacking while I'm, I'm working? Snacking. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sitting back and listening. I see. Okay. Well, um, he didn't ever have any wooden teeth. Okay? They were all... Um, from other things, other organisms, other animals, other people. Other um, people. Yes, um, but really? the very first, the very first set of uh, false of teeth that he had were uh, created by Dr. John Baker, and he created uh, a set of denture partials that were going to be ivory, and they actually wired them directly to his other teeth which i guess isn't that much different than partials that we have today i mean our partials today connect you know we have a connector to our other teeth but i'm looking at a picture of these things no wonder this guy never smiled (laughs) holy cow but uh that was just his very first set of teeth and eventually he had several other sets and um, I was just going to ask you, there's multiple sets. Yes, multiple sets, yeah. And you can actually find some of those sets today on display in several museums. Um, you can find uh, the only known, I believe, complete set is housed at Mount Vernon, um, his home, uh, which has been turned into a historical landmark and museum. But uh, there's also some that can be found at the New York Academy of of Medicine. And those are the ones that deal with another individual who uh, made some teeth for President uh, Washington. And that was Dr. John Greenwood. It wasn't Greenwood's teeth. That was in Washington's teeth, was it? No, no. But um, he fashioned a set of dentures that was made out of hippopotamus ivory and gold wire springs, brass screws that held in human teeth. Hmm. So he used hippopotamus ivory for the basically for the jaw. And then he used gold wire springs and then he had brass screws that would actually hold in human teeth into those jaws. So whose whose human teeth was it? Um, I don't know. (laughs) Remember, they pulled teeth on many occasions, you know? They were always pulling people's teeth when there was an issue. Do you think they used his teeth when they pulled them out? Like, tried to put his teeth into them? I don't know, because he had lost so many Yeah, they were probably bad. Yeah, and before Greenwood even came into play, 
he only had one tooth left of his very own. Uh, by 1789, when he became inaugurated as president, he only had one real tooth left in his mouth. And uh, Greenwood was actually asked to create this new you know, set of teeth for him. And when he did that, and this is actually the set that's on display at Mount Vernon, and we got to see this as well. I have pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, he didn't want to remove Washington's last tooth. He only had one tooth left. I remember that. But it he kind of said, sat down over top of that he tooth didn't somehow. want to, yeah, he didn't want to pull it because. You know, you should just never extract a tooth when didn't there's a say, possibility of saving it. They say they thought it would make them stupid. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh my goodness. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> he did leave a, a hole in the uh, set of teeth that he made for him that would allow his one real tooth to still be in his mouth so it would it would slip down over uh over his tooth and keep that you know real tooth there where it could do some good apparently um eventually though he lost it he did lose that and uh i don't know whether it was because he was thankful to Greenwood for all the work that he had done or or what. But he decided that he was going to give his tooth to Greenwood as a present. So Here you go. Make a nice little necklace out of this. Uh, so, yeah. So a little snaggle tooth. Greenwood actually got to have Washington's I thought you were going to say Martha knocked it out. Knocked out his good tooth. <laughs> that would have been funny because, you know, she did uh, the bed dislike the fact that he was quite often uh, bedding other women. Yeah. So that would have actually been funny. But no, he did actually just necessarily just lose it. Um, but when he did lose this tooth, he gave it to Greenwood. And Greenwood, he like loved this thing. He drilled a hole through it and threaded a wire through it. Told you he made a necklace out of it. Not quite, but close. He he suspended it on his watch chain. So I guess for a man, I guess that technically, you know, in that time period, that would have been his necklace. But what they call those uh, bracelets? Charms? Charm made, bracelets. He made a little watch charm out of yeah. George well, Washington's tooth. The, Aw, how sweet. Yeah. So, but he, Freaking but he thought sick. after a little while, he's like, you know, I don't want to break this any further. So he thought he should protect it. So he eventually encases it in an oval gold locket that had glass on two sides, and he had it inscribed, and it says, "Enclosed is the last one which ever grew in his head." It says in New York, in New York, seventeen ninety. J.N. Greenwood made P-R-E-S-G-E-O Washington a whole set of teeth. The enclosed tooth is the last one which grew in his head. That's the inscription. It's a pretty large inscription for a little tooth locket. Well, it's a pretty important tooth. Yeah, it is. It is. But um, some of the dentures that he made and the pocket watch chain 
and the, you know, tooth bob uh, were all donated to the New York Academy of Medicine in 1937. Tooth <laughs> um, By the descendants of Greenwood. So uh, he, his last tooth is actually on display at the New York Academy of Medicine. And his one of his last sets of teeth is available at Mount Vernon, including the one that had the slot for his last tooth and the only full set that we know of in existence today. And none are made of wood. And none of, none of them are made of wood. But I did find, and I have to do a little bit more research into this, there's a place called Francis Tavern on Pearl Street. It's in New York. And apparently, the first floor is a tavern. Is this where the tooth fob ended up? No, the tooth fob oh, is. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I just is at the New York Academy of Medicine. I heard you say that. But apparently, uh, Washington, I guess, had maybe done some um, speech there or visited there or something. But the sec, the the first floor of that is still a working tavern. The second floor, they've actually turned into a Revolutionary War Relics Museum. And supposedly, they also have one of Washington's teeth and a lock of his hair. A a tooth or a set of teeth? A tooth. A single tooth. Really? Is it a fob? It is not listed that way. Just an individual tooth. It is just listed as an individual tooth and a lock of hair from George Washington. So I don't know if he gave somebody else one of his teeth or what, but I've never even... Well, he was losing them like crazy. He was probably handing them out like chiclets. (laughs) Thanks for your service. Thanks for your service. Here's here's my tooth. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for your service. (laughs) So anyway, George Washington's teeth seem to be um, in several locations. Okay, so he just spread the love. Yes. All right, so that's uh, George's teeth, huh? Yes. All right, well, we got some more here. Uh, and then we'll kind of wrap up this podcast, but yeah. There seems to be a lot of people, though, that have these missing parts that, you know, that their bodies weren't necessarily buried with all of them. You know what it is? It's the people who do the autopsies. You can't trust them. them (laughs) I'm telling you. You can't trust them because they're in some creepy place by themselves cutting people open and they're like, I'm just keeping this. There, I just made another list. (laughs) Yeah. But But. they do remove lots of specimens. You know, they're they're required to, to send things off for analysis. But apparently they seem to be keeping a little bit more than they're supposed to. Well, don't they to. mostly do those autopsies by themselves? Uh, most of the time, especially if they're not anybody famous. But these are like famous people that, you know. All right. Well, you talked about John Wilkes Booth earlier. Um, yeah. Here's another report about John Wilkes Booth um, where when they uh, did the autopsy, they removed his third, fourth, and fifth vertebrae. Uh, because he was basically shot in the back of the neck. Mm-hmm. That's what killed him. And those reside at the National Museum of Health and Medicine in Washington, D.C. Yeah, so, so they seem to have split him up 
He's in multiple places. Oh, yeah. He's all over the place. Yeah. Um, here's another one. I'm not, I assume you heard of him. We were we were talking uh, in the previous podcast about uh, Gettysburg, Gettysburg and the Civil War. Um, Stonewall Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Confederate general. Because nicknamed by sitting astride his horse like a stone wall, while bullets whizzed around him during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't buried with his arm. Yeah, I didn't know that, but he did get shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Accidentally. <laughs> it says Jackson was accidentally shot in the arm by one of his own men. Uh. The arm had to be amputated. Afterward, it was buried in a nearby Virginia town of Elwood. Eight days later, uh, Stonewall was stone cold dead. Not from, yeah, not from from amputation. Not from being in a war with all the bullets whizzing by, but he died of pneumonia. Yeah. And uh, the rest of his body is in Lexington, Virginia. Yeah. Being that it was only eight days separate... Yeah, you think, you they think they just kind of find a way to get the body parts back together, but I guess it was in the middle of war, so yeah, so be it. You know, that'll happen, I guess. Uh, I, it's interesting though because Sickle, he was able to keep a hold of his leg yeah. and follow that thing around, but they couldn't just keep give me his that arm. back, man. You're not throwing that in the pile. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. All right, so we got another one here. Uh, St. Francis Xavier. Yeah, he actually is way spread apart. You know, we I was kidding about, you know, um, oh, Wilkes Booth. Yeah. And how he was kind of separated into different places. And then Stonewall Jackson not being able to have his arm with his with the rest of his body but then there's francis saint francis xavier his body is in like countless places he has um half of his body uh that is just in like 10 different places uh he apparently had um several exhumations of his body and as this happened people just kept taking samples yeah, just keeping little pieces. and uh so as of today the i the theory is that half of his left hand is in India. Another half of his hand is then in Malaysia. One of his arms is in Rome. And then a lot of other cities just kind of claim that they have his organs. But then the majority of his body apparently is in India. So like I said, he's just kind of spread all over the place, and it's just amazing. I wonder if they have St. Francis Xavier fobs. (laughs) Oh, you're so sick. So, so, so sick. So sick. You know, another, speaking of saint that I read about. Goodness. Please don't say fob again. No, I'm not going to say fob. Um, St. Nicholas. Uh-huh. His body is missing. Yeah. They stole his bones. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, 15, that was in like a 1500, 1500s, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, you know, they robbed his grave and stole his bones. Mm-hmm. 
wonder if he scattered all over too. I don't know. But you know what? When I I think of it, you know, all the churches in Catholicism are said to have relics that include pieces of the saints, the um the cross, Jesus's cross and bone shards. So where are they all coming from? Maybe this maybe this is it. I don't know. Let's let's don't go there cuz we'll get on another list. <laughs> Here's another saint. You, you want to take that one? Go ahead. Saint Catherine of Siena. Yeah, she uh she had several of her body parts removed as well. Uh, one of her followers before she was buried actually removed her finger and a few of her teeth and a few other things. And uh, so the Pope, Pope Urban the Sixth, ended up taking her head. And today you can find both her finger and her head at uh, a church in Siena, Italy. Wow. Yeah. Her head is actually been beneath the main altar. Right, we'll come back to that one. Sarah Bernhardt's leg. Huh. So it turns out in 1905, uh, Sarah Bernhardt was injured. She injured her knee during a performance of a play. Mm-hmm. And uh, it never healed right. So, what, 11 years later, 1916, gangrene set in. So she must have broke something in her in her leg. It was never set. Um, they had to amputate it. So uh, afterwards... it was, And it was her right leg. Was her right leg? Yeah. Afterwards, she still was an actress, uh, but she only took roles where she remained seated. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, she kept her leg. Yeah, she kept it. And, and circus uh, mastermind P.T. Barnum offered her a hefty chunk of change for her amputated leg, but she turned him down. Um, so to this day, nobody knows actually where her amputated leg is. Yeah, I'm interested if she actually had it buried with her when she died. or I don't know. You know. Do you think they let you keep stuff if you get it cut off now? You know, I don't think they, do. they they really don't. Um, they they really don't want you to have those. Like they don't even like to give you your teeth when you have them extracted anymore. Um, but anyway, there there is a an idea that uh, when she died, that her her leg was not buried with her. Um, I don't know for certain that that's true or not, but supposedly they did find her leg again in 2008 at a uh, Bordeaux's Faculty of Medicine in a storeroom. But in a storeroom? Yeah. They but, just found this leg there. Yeah. 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 But there's a, a question as to whether it was her left or right leg then that was amputated because. Um, originally I had read that it was a, her right leg that was amputated. But that they she found a left leg? But it was a left <laughs> leg 
that was amputated supposedly below the knee. So it's not necessarily the right one. <laughs> so there, we're, we're not sure. Let's just say a leg. Yeah. And she yeah. didn't want to sell it to P.T. Barnum. No. Yeah. But there was a leg that they think might be hers that was found in 2008. So you've heard of Napoleon, correct? Oh, yeah. Everybody's heard of Napoleon. Okay, so uh, you know what's missing from Napoleon? I want to say his hand, because he always had his hand stuck in, stuck inside of his, you know, jacket. But uh, Well, they said he that had his hand not... stuck in there because he had digestive issues. But Yeah, but know. that's not it. That's not it. No. no, no. All right, so uh, the day after Napoleon died, uh, they did an autopsy. You know, here we go back to those creepy autopsy guys again. Uh, and it was witnessed by many people, including a priest um, named Angie Vagin... How do you say that? Vaginelli. Vignali. <clears throat> Vignali. Okay. Um, and of course, priest, I uh, kill French words, yeah. so it could be wrong. Yeah. Well, the priest took home a little souvenir. Of course he did. Yeah. The priest did? Yeah. That's crazy. Happened to be Napoleon's penis. Even crazier. (laughs) Why is the priest stealing Napoleon's penis? I'll take that. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man. Okay. So no one knows for sure. I mean, this thing has surfaced. Yes. A couple times. Nobody knows exactly for sure if it's Napoleon's, but it's actually somebody's manhood. Yeah, and it is currently in possession of someone who would know all about it. Yeah, yeah. It's an American urologist. Yes. Uh, But people have paid big money for that little souvenir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To be honest, before we leave this... Uh, penis cutting off thing here. There's several individuals of high n- knowledge. You know, people know them. A lot of them have had high their... High knowledge or high notability? High notability. That's a better word. It's had their penis removed? Yeah, and it's just like, why? I don't get it. Maybe that... I, I don't know. And And everybody today just would probably think that Lorena Bobbitt's husband was the first one to lose his manhood it was so back on though yeah but these guys a lot of them rasputin rasputin mm-hmm. there were a couple others too and right know. now my mind is failing me but it's like are you really why why are all these men losing their penises and and then i also read somewhere that they actually did an exchange of penises between the confederates and the the union what? soldiers at some th- battle or something, very weird. I don't get all this postmortem, you know, penis removal, but whatever. Well, maybe it has something to deal with the manhood or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Very, very weird. Very it's, weird. It's rumored that at Little or wherever the where Custer was killed, um, they took scalps and penises. I've heard Just, that. I, yeah, I but, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so let's uh, let's end it up with this last one here. Okay. Okay, Thomas Hardy. He was a uh, well-known English novelist, um, but he requested in his will to be buried with his wife. 
Okay. However, um, his fans lobbied to fight that, to have him buried in a place called Poet's Corner at uh, Westminster Abbey instead. So this ugly fight ensued between his fans and the family, and they reached a compromise. First of all, why do they have to? It's the family's decision. True. Well, <laughs> but, I guess he was a famous okay. author, so But anyways, the compromise was the heart was to be removed and be buried with his wife, and then the ashes of the rest of his body be put in an urn and buried inside the abbey. Okay. But there's a little twist. You want to? Of course, there's the a little, little twist. There's the always little, a little twist, right? So I'm substantiated, substantiated. But yeah. So there is a rumor though that his heart didn't quite make it to be with his wife. Uh, they did remove it and they did send it, you know, where it could be buried. But um, Hardy's sister's cat may have gotten in the way. Sort of snatched it off the table, thought it was something, I guess, to either eat or play with, and uh, it no longer existed. And so a pig's heart actually was substituted for his when it was actually buried at the ceremony. Of course, that's a rumor, but kind of of funny. Just interesting. (laughs) I, I, I guess poetic. Yeah. Considering he was a, a writer, a poet, and wrote, like, I don't know, eight volumes of poetry or something like that. I don't know. Kind of poetic that his end may have come to this. Are we done with this sickening topic? I don't know. I, I think that maybe you have gone to the edge and... To the edge and back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if, let's... If we, if we kind of gross some people out with this one, we apologize. Yeah, we'll but I did try give to you be, a warning in the beginning. Yeah, we'll try to, but, to be uh, a little bit nicer next time. <laughs> All right, so we're going to bring this one to a close. I think we're coming up on the hour mark. Um, so I am Sean. And I'm Marianne. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to Untold History Radio.